no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. the Bears Essentials. On today's show, we recap the Bears' 40-20 victory over the Commanders and much, much more. What's good, Press? Man, hey, you tell me, Doug. You tell me, son. We, listen, man, we got our first win of the season. And, man, not only our first win of the season, man, but our, and our first winner, but, what, 300-some-odd days, ain't Doug? My goodness, man. Whoa. It's been it's been a minute, man, but we got the job done, bro. Hey, it has been a minute. But, I mean, man, before we get into the show and just our excitement for our Chicago Bears, you know, I want to dedicate this uh, episode to uh, the memory of Dick Buckus, the legend here in Chicago, right? And we just recently talked about him on the show. Remember we were talking about true Chicago Bears, and, like, we mentioned his name as one of those guys. And, yeah. you know, we found out about his passing before the game. And honestly, bro, I expected nothing different than the effort that we saw from this team last night. I mean, you can't lose one of your true legends – and go out there and lay an egg. I'm sorry. that It would just be inexcusable, man. But like I said, this episode is dedicated to his memory. Man, that dude right there, legend. Not only just a Bears legend, but an Atlanta legend. A South Side of Chicago legend. You go back to 1965, bro. You think about him being selected third overall by the Chicago Bears. He has put in work for the Bears ever since, man. And that guy be one of the best draft classes of the Chicago Bears history with him going third and Gale Sears going fourth. But this guy, man, is a true Bears guy. And I just love for what he's done for this franchise to set the tone, man, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we just last saw him week one when he pulled up for the Packers game. And it's, it's funny, man. It's been a, a couple of uh, young cats that I've come across. And they were like, oh, yeah, man, I know Dick Buckus, man. He's a dude that's been funny on Twitter. And I'm like, um, he's more than just the, the guy on Twitter that, that has the right. tweets. I said, we need to sit down some time and watch some of his film. That Woo. dude right there, you want to talk about somebody that tackled the proper way? I feel like anybody that listens to this show, and if you're a coach, whether it's peewee or high school, show them film of Dick Buckus tackling. Textbook, he did not miss a lot of tackles. Dick Buckus, man, was a hitter, bro. He also put fear in, in those um, offenses, man. Those players knew about Dick Buckus, how he played that middle linebacker position, man, like no other. Bro, he set the standard for sure. You mentioned the fact of the fear that he struck into opposing players. That ain't made up, man. I mean, I've watched documentaries where players legitimately would say, I'm afraid of playing against this guy. And this isn't no cartoon character tree, because you know how – with certain players, people tell all these myth stories about them. Nah. When you saw that shit, that shit was real. That dude was coming to knock your fucking head off, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's funny because most of the stuff that he did isn't even illegal in today's game. So all the <laughs> stuff that made him the most ferocious, the best linebacker of all time, arguably, this stuff is not even legalizing the game today. That's so hey. funny. <laughs> it is funny, man. Dick Buck is be fired every game, bro. Multiple times. <laughs> Fine, suspended, ejected. <laughs> I was going to say one last thing here on Buckus. 
it says a lot about a guy when the top linebacker award at the high school, the collegiate, and pro level is named after you. Yeah. I think that pretty much says it all. That sums it all up right there, bro. It just lets you know how great he really was. Now, <laughs> on the flip side of that, you, you got fucking slap dick Chase Claypool, right? <laughs> we know that he was fired on his day off, as I joked about in the last episode. <laughs> they told his ass to stay away. Well, finally, man, we get some clarity on that situation. So, obviously, after the game, we get the news that he's traded to Miami A-Dub. Ryan Poles, when he spoke on this whole situation, you could tell Ryan Poles was trying to have some grace for the kid. And he was even saying that, like, when he goes through these situations with players, he tries to look at it from a player standpoint because he's a former player. And his biggest thing was he was like, this is a guy that's entering a contract year. Mm-hmm. This is a major important year for Chase Claypool as far as trying to get that second contract. These weren't going the way that he expected it, and obviously Ryan Pace spoke to that. And then we're hearing things that linked to meetings, attention to detail. We saw the things that were showing up on film. So my whole thing was, if he wanted the money, he sure didn't show any of us that that shit was important to him. That is very unfortunate, Fred. You and I know how great a player he can be when his mind is right and when he's fully invested. But it's just unfortunate how it all played out here in Chicago because I don't think that's really who he is. It's just the circumstances just didn't work out and for 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 for, 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 for various reasons. And I just hope that with him now going to Miami, he can turn things around. Well, they put him in a good situation. I mean, that's a good offense. You you say that you think, it, you know, it might not be on him. We'll see because, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, there's already some whispers there. Yeah. We already know how this situation ended up. He go down to Miami and pull that same shit, man. He might be dunzo for him. For real, My whole bro. thing is, come on, bro. You can't go down there to Miami and not get shit done. Yeah, Miami got a great offense going on right now with Cheetah, Waddle, Tua. They doing great things on the offensive side of it. You can't go down there and mess that up. And to your point, if he screws that up, bro, he may ain't be in the league again after this. You only get so many opportunities. True story, true story, man. Hopefully he figures it out. Not our issue anymore. We know the verdict on this trade, Ryan Poles, this is an epic film. It's a <laughs> fat-ass F on this trade, man. I mean, you think about it. We gave up the number 32 overall pick for this house. Mm. And what we get in return? A six and a seventh? That's all we got. The Yikes. show for it. <laughs> and it's not good, man. Not good at all. This is the one where you're right. Ryan Poe's got to take this one on the chin, man. It, it was a risky move to begin with, but guess what? It didn't turn out very well for us. And now Claypool has gone on to other things and... Good luck to him, but I just hope that Ryan Poles don't make the same mistake like this again. This guy was here for 10 games and got us one touchdown, less than 200 yards receiving. DJ Moore did more than that in one fucking game. <laughs> and Chase Claypool did his entire Bears tenure. Ooh. That's crazy. That's crazy. It just shows you, Perez, how much value he brought to this team and what his impact was on this team. Very minimal to none. Well, man, let's get into it, man. So, obviously, man, you and I, we both – predicted that the Bears were going to lose this game, and no one could blame us, right? You didn't right. know what to expect with this team. We know what they're capable of. You and I spoke highly of the team entering the season. However, that's not the team that we saw. And after that Denver Broncos game, no one could really say that they saw what was coming last night. But I'll tell you one thing, brother. I was fucking fired up, man, because going into the game itself, 
Obviously, we knew this shit was going on with Claypool. Yeah. But you had no Eddie Jackson. You had no Jalen Johnson, bro. We talked about that receiver core for the commanders, and we also talked about how and how he kind of has been coming into his own. Yep. And a lot of our concerns were surrounded around the defense, but then also the lack of pass rush. But I'll tell you one thing, Dub, in this game, I was pleasantly surprised by that defense. I thought Iberflus did a good job getting his defense ready to go against the commanders, and they executed. Okay, so let's let's talk about it, right? We have struggled to put any sort of pressure on these quarterbacks. The sack numbers were were awful. Well, we saw Iberflus out there fucking down with those plays like a guy that knew that his job potentially was on the fucking line. That guy was coaching with some urgency. Right. And he was sitting in the heat. And I'm talking about, man, when I was seeing those blitzes coming, I'm like, well, he's sitting up from everywhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was. He won't, He wasn't going to let um Howell just sit in that pocket, man. He had it dialed up. I got to give you fools credit for that. But I just don't know what goes on with this team lately, at least, coming out of the half. The first half, man, that offense, and we're going to get into that in detail here in a second. But that offense, bro, they came out on all cylinders. 27-3 lead going into the half. But then coming out of the halves, I'm like, man, it's just something. I'm like, whatever speech that Iberflus or the team is doing at halftime, they need to fucking change that shit up. Because we just come out flat. Yeah. And sometimes we have a big lead, Perez. You don't keep your foot in the gas for some odd reason, right? And that's most teams, a lot of teams. Right? You're a team that hasn't won a game all season. You got to come out there with fire and do the same thing you did in the first half, man, to try to get the dub. The biggest thing here, man, is we snapped that 14-game losing streak. I mean, that thing was pathetic. Many of us were just sitting here just like, what the fuck is going on? For all those people that were starting to doubt Justin Fields, you should look at yourself in the mirror right now and learn a little thing called football. Because yep. the blames that were going on that kid were unfair to that kid. The criticisms were unfair. Now, did we not, oh, I'll say this, placing that entire blame on that kid was unfair. Placing the entire blame on him was unfair. But he did deserve some criticism, right? Rightfully so. Yeah. There were things that he still needs to get better at. He still has to work on getting the ball out quick. He still has to avoid taking sacks, right? But right. I'll tell you one thing, in this game here, he didn't turn that fucking football over. And like I said, we're seeing progress in the fact of, how he's getting the ball out. We saw what the Washington Commanders were doing. They had that bracket defense. They did not want Justin to get out there in the open field. They were forcing, almost like, they were almost begging Justin to throw this football. And he did. And he punished their asses. <laughs> hey, DJ Moore came oh. through. Oh. Oh. Man. Oh. Man. Wow. wow. Bro, wow. they, cooked, they cooked that game without a doubt. And I'm like, hey, if you're going to give Justin Fields this kind of time in the pocket, you're going to get cooked all day long. And what I tell you, Perez, I said, man, that commander's team been getting torched by some good wide receivers. It's not a shocker to see DJ Moore add his name to the list. True that, but what's up with your boy Money Moon, man? I, oh. I, I, got, I had to close your bank down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the lights off, man. I said, hey, we're going to be closed for a little while longer, man. But but back to DJ Moore. He should have four touchdowns. He got robbed on that when they said he stepped out. I'm like, where he step out? I didn't see I him. I didn't see him step out. And they didn't show a replay to show me enough to say, hey, he was Hell out of no, bounds. Hell no, they didn't. Hell no, <laughs> they didn't. They missed one, bro. They missed one. 
he could have broke a team record. Now I'm going to ask you, A-Dub, and if you get this wrong, then I'm going to pass this off to the audience. And I'm going to, because I'm in a, I'm in a really good mood. And I want to give out some memorabilia today. So if Dub gets this right, then this goes over to next week. But if he does not, audience, it's your turn to guess. So, Dub, whose receiving record would DJ Moore have broken if that long touchdown would have counted? Ooh, wee, that's a good one. Was it Brandon Marshall? That is incorrect. No more guesses for Dub. Oh, so, shoot. So now, audience, the first <laughs> person that DMs us at the Bears spot, tell us which wide receiver DJ Moore would have passed up for a franchise record in receiving yards. You got some memorabilia coming your way. Hit us up at the Bears Pod. Now, duh, back to DJ Moore. That's a wide receiver one, right? Yep. Now, last season we were miscasting Darnell Mooney as that. Now, this is not me taking shots at that kid because I still think Darnell Mooney is very important to this team and the system and so forth. And I'm sure he'll get it going. Yeah. But it's levels to this thing. And DJ Moore is wide receiver number one. He looks every bit the part. I mean, dude. I was looking at him running those routes. I was looking at, like, when he was catching the ball, the separation. I'm like, good Lord. DJ Morris, he is no fucking joke. That fucking fade route in the end zone, I mean, that was a pin. That was a pinpoint throw from Justin. But the concentration on that catch, I was like, Jesus Christ, these two, <laughs> that chemistry, that, that, that shit there, that was second to none. Like, on that throw in particular, I'm like, wow. <laughs> That was incredible. Man, I'm like, to come down like that, man, this is the reason why you are a wide receiver number one. DJ Moore was on full display for his against the commanders. The first half, I couldn't complain about what we saw. Offensively, man, we smacked those dudes in the mouth. And it's so cool, like, seeing how the offensive line dominated in the ball game. Kevin Jenkins coming back, they look like a whole different unit. And this tells you, Perez, if Justin Fields can get a little time, right, he can do some damage. But the other thing I like about Justin Fields that you talked about as well is getting rid of that ball so quickly, bro. So he was just hitting darts out there. So he was moving the ball. But the offense pretty much just flowed so good cohesively, bro. And that line was a big part of that you're talking about because he was able to get some things cooking that way. And this is my thing, and I hate to keep saying this, but it was only a couple, two, it was only a couple weeks ago that people were writing this kid off and talking about take for Caleb Williams. Now, right. listen, no disrespect to Caleb Williams. He a bad motherfucker. But so is Justin motherfucking Fields. And that's mm-hmm. my quarterback. Put some respect on his fucking name. Because this kid right now leads the league in touchdown passes. Run, tell that. Ooh. <laughs> they don't want to talk about that, Prince. They don't want to talk about that, bro. Justin Fields is proven to the world that He's not the major problem on his team. I mean, every player got flaws. You already hit on prayers already. But the thing is, this kid is still growing, still getting better. In these last two games, man, he's been cooking. You got to give it to Justin Fields. And a win like this takes a little bit of pressure off of Matt Eberflus. Now, I will say, audience, I'm still looking at him like, all right, all right, man. I don't want you taking no step back in the next game. I don't want to be taking no step back. The next time we get on that field against the Vikings on the 15th. That's a team in disarray as well. So we got to yep. take advantage. If you look at the schedule right now, Doug, I'm not, I want to get too ahead of myself. I don't want to start drinking too much of the Kool-Aid because I had a little bit of it last night. That schedule is a little favorable. 
That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna leave it with right now, dude. That's all I'm gonna leave with. Yeah. Little, little taste. Little taste. Look, <laughs> move these next couple games. You got the Vikings, then the Raiders. You know, you, you the Bears can continue. You know, doing what they're doing, Perez. You never know what the outcome might be. Maybe something positive for the Bears. We get the victory. And your boy Luke Getzey, man. Hey, he called a pretty good game. I, I got nothing. I got nothing to say. And he stayed aggressive. Salute to him. Absolutely. Cool here, Luke. I see you, baby. Call the love the way his offense started the game. They got a lot of great things cooking, bro. So I gotta give it to Luke, man, for how he had the offense flowing in this particular game. We're, we only got one win now, so I don't know about it. <laughs> cool Luke. I still don't think that that nickname comes back until we uh until we five hundred. But you know, right now, <laughs> we'll just say good job to you, Luke, or Luke, or Lucas. You know, whatever his given government name. <laughs> My boy Prince is right about that. You know, you, yeah. you've done a good job. You know, in two straight games, but we got to get some more wins, man. We got to see a little bit more consistency out this offense. But Dub, I mean, I want to rain on your parade, man, because like I said, man, that offense looked great, and I mean. This is a primetime matchup that we didn't embarrass ourselves. So yeah. I'm super excited about that, bro. The one thing I'm really excited about, Perez, and we may have talked about this briefly, is the defense. You know, to only give up three points in that first half, bro, I got to give it to Eberflus, you know, uh, for how this defense played. I mean, I, I said Dick Buckets, man, his spirit is all across that field, bro. And uh, the Bears able to do some good things on the defensive side of the ball. I agree, man. I want to go back to the offensive line for a second, man, because I just want to make sure, man, I get these guys their just dude, Tevin Jenkins and the rookie Darnell Wright, dude, those dudes were impressive to me. A majority of that ball game, whether it was run blocking or from a pass protection standpoint. Now I'll say this too: Did y'all see that motherfucking pull block that Darnell Wright did when he went left and he fucking obliterated that defensive back? I was like, God damn! <laughs> That's all that talking about. Nasty, that was some nasty shit, man. I I had to rewind that. Dub, I'm, I'm like, whoa. I was like, first of all, he was athletic as hell to be able to get out there in space like that, and then cracked him. <laughs> cracked him. That's Listen, so I don't know what was going through that DB mind. He probably saw his life flash before his eyes. Like, oh, shit. Did I tell my mama I loved him before this shit? Because this motherfucker about to kill me. <laughs> hey, friends, that's what you're talking about playing with urgency, with heart, and just trying to get the job done, man. That means you locked in, bro. He was locked in. And you got to give him a lot of credit, man, as a rookie, going up to some tough battles and being able to showcase a lot of that against the commanders, man. Got to give it to him. He battled the entire game, bro. Now, I know you obviously are a huge Lou Getzey fan. For <laughs> me, the big thing that I took away from this is that he made adjustments that needed to be made in this ball game, And I think that was huge. I think really the saving grace for this season was when Justin Fields spoke up. When he got up to that podium and said what he had to say. I think that was the moment where it put Luke Getze on front street, as True. they say. Luke Getze, ever since that moment, man, he'll pull his head up out of his ass. Because he, he, he called that shit up. Still got to knock it off with them fucking screen passes. I'm sick of that shit. I keep saying it. So sick and tired of them screen passes. But for the most part, bruh, Luke was over there dialing up. I know you're getting tired of those screen passes, friends, but we know the trend right now. He had Justin Fields doing what Justin Fields do best, you know? getting out there, running, moving a little bit, making some good passes, 
And then we got that running game going, bro. And this is why I really got to get Luke Getz some props because you brought this up, you know, in our last episode about one of the keys, you know, having a good balance of run attack, man. I thought Khalil Herbert ran well. I thought the Fields also ran well. And that's all part of Luke Getz's plan without, without giving up on the run. We did it last season. And I, that's why that's why I've been critical of him. I'm like, well, yep. why we go away from something that we know works? And in this ball game, what I liked was in addition to that, with the design runs with Justin, they did a lot of misdirection. Yeah. Also, the vertical attack, they were pushing the ball down the field. I'm like, where has that been? Now I know that this is a, the commanders, and I know that they got a weird secondary, whatever the fact, but I don't give a fuck. If DJ Moore ain't getting the ball at least 10 times a game, if we're not trying to push that shit down the field to him, then we are doing him a disservice, and we're doing a disservice to this damn offense. Let him eat. Why are we going away from it? They ain't stop it. So why are we worried about that part of it? Like you say, if he got to get 10 receptions, 10 targets, whatever, go to DJ Moore. Let him work, man, because it's going to open up other things for others, right? Which it has done the last couple of games against the Broncos and now against the Commanders. Let, the, let it go. Let it ride. And to the point that I made a second ago when it comes to Justin Fields, Salute to this young man for taking command of this offense, bro. This is the thing that we all been talking about with him. Like, Justin, this is your offense. We go as far as you take us. And right now, bro, this is just <laughs> scratching the surface of, man, what this team could do. And I guess Luke Getzey was on to something. Remember he said we're close? And I'm yeah. like, close to what? <laughs> he said it. He was right. I got to give it to him, bro, because he's right. And you and I were saying that Justin Fields got to put it all together, bro. I think we finally seen that progression you talked about with putting it all together, right? We're getting rid of the ball quicker. I understand you can do a little bit better. But, again, I'm not going to nitpick him. But we did see that, Briss. Got the ball out quicker. Got into his reads real quickly. Made moves pretty quickly. When the pocket collapsed, he got rid of the ball. Didn't take unnecessary sacks. You got to give it to Justin Fields. And he didn't have any turnovers. That's the most important part for me because his turnovers recently, right, has led to points. That didn't occur again in this game here, just commander. We're just seeing this kid grow up right before our eyes. Yep. And like I told you last week, it's like watching your child, man. Like, listen, I'm not trying to – this is a grown-ass man, but I'm seeing when I watch him out there making plays, it's almost like I'm watching, like, <laughs> my kid. And I'm like, see, I knew he could do that. I knew he could yep. do it. Look <laughs> <at him." laughs> yeah, man, we see the press from way he looked last year to way he looked right now. It's like, whoa. You see some improvements there, bro, and I'm glad we're talking about it and highlighting that because it's important. And he took care of the football. No turnover. That's happened since week nine of the last season. That's mm. key. He continued to win the turnover battle, ain't done. Bro, it increased our chances of winning at a high level. Now, I'm not going to sit over here and get carried away, but what I will say is if we can continue to see what we saw and an improved defense, hey, man, ain't no telling what can happen, bro. This season is far from over. It really is. This defense, bro, ideally like what I saw. And you said this as well. We had some nice names on paper, some players who can do some good things. You got a lot of key players on this team who can be impactful on this defense. And they finally were able to show us some good signs for us. We're getting home and creating turnovers, man. That's what you want to see more of this Even Fools defense. And that's part of the reason why the Bears wanted Even Fools as a head coach from the get-go. It's because he can help manufacture that department. We haven't seen enough of it, of course, this season or last season. But that's the goal. And if this defense can continue to do that for us, you're right, man. We can see some good things out of this Bears team down the road. Well, I hope it continues. Because like I said, I know that he was all hyped up for his schemes and his system. And I wasn't impressed with what I had seen. But I would tell you that game yesterday – 
It wasn't perfect. Right. But it was a step in the right direction. But we're finally putting pressure on the quarterback. We got sacks. I'm like, what is this going on? <laughs> we're getting sacks out here in these Right. Whoa. <laughs> five yeah. sacks, bro. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, got five sacks. Even got an interception out there. I was like, wait a minute. The secondary is banged up, right? They get interceptions, okay. But it's just good to see this defense play better. And you ask me, Chris, it's probably the best game this defense had all season thus far. And they held the, the commanders to only 29 yards rushing. And we talked about Brian Robinson heading into this matchup and it's that speed and his ability. Well, yeah. they, they they closed off those running lines. <laughs> yeah, they did, man. They didn't give him much at all to work with, bro. They was on him. Every time he touched that football, he saw Bear Nation all over him, man. So I got to give that defense credit, man, for crowding him, being aggressive to the football. Now, I will say, now I got a nitpick. I know all this. It wouldn't be your boy Prez if I wouldn't <laughs> just say, hey, real quick, though, y'all. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I wasn't happy with the tackle they dub. Yeah, I can see your point. Because we gave them a lot there as well. We, I mean, they were breaking tackles at, at, at times, and we won get we won close it out the right right way, bro. And I'm quite sure even folks probably can see that because it's you know it's how you close out, right? You run your route right. to get the tackle, and they weren't doing a good job at that. Swing your arm, you all balance. The guy breaks and keep it moving. You're right, Press. The Bears got to do a better job with that for sure. Because I thought they left some sacks out there on the field, personally. Yep. But you know that's just me nitpicking. But that's what I do, audience. <laughs> You don't deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they knew what's coming, Prez. Hey, look, everybody knew that was coming, man. Yeah, you knew I had some shit to say. <laughs> you know what? Also, hero for me in this game was Blasted Game. This guy had never carried the football in the NFL and had eight carries in the game because all of the running backs were out. So we saw what happened with Khalil Herbert. I mean, Khalil Herbert, to Ado's point earlier, was out there fucking dealing as he had that ankle injury, and he tried to give it a go, but you yeah. saw he shook it off like, nah, I can't do it. And then Roshan Johnson, who he was running the ball extremely hard there in that first half, but we saw that hit that he took, and I'm not going to lie to you, when he went down to the ground, I was like, yeah, that might not be so good for Roshan. That was a big time hit. <laughs> and that's what yeah. he is. He comes in that guns are blazing. He does. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> he don't, man. He, he loved the punishment. He loved the late punishment on people with the football, man. And it just sucks to see him go down, you know? Oh, yeah. He, he, you win some, you lose some. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was, bro. And then Travis Homer, hamstring. So, basically, my point is, though, is Blessing Game was put into a spot that's not his normal. And he was able to get about 26 yards rushing. So salute yeah. to him because he kind of kept things going because at that point in the game, I was like, Shh, we don't have any running backs. And I am tired of seeing Justin getting hit like this. So they got to figure this out. <laughs> so Yeah, you're right. He came in and gave us a little something, bro. He gave us a lift, man, when we needed the most. And um, sometimes, man, when you lose the bodies, it's the next man up. And the next man did rise to the occasion. So in this ball game, man, I mean, Honestly, as Bears fans, right, we have trauma, right? And we – some of us were probably nervous in that second half because you saw the, the commanders, they were kind of itching. You know, they were kind of getting closer, closer and closer, right? Yeah. But then that's what DJ Moore was like, fuck this shit. Let me shut the door on these motherfuckers. <laughs> that last touchdown he had, that was one of them, go home. <laughs> this shit is over. <laughs> It was like when Vince Carter did that dunk in the dunk contest. 
He was like, it's over. DJ Moore said the same thing with that touchdown. It's over. Good night. You know, the only thing that sucked about that game is me playing against somebody in fantasy that had DJ Moore on their Ooh. team, and that motherfucker hit me for 48 points. So <laughs> your boy Perez is probably going to lose that matchup because uh, that's a lot of fucking points to have to make up for at the wide receiver position. Jesus Ooh, Christ. Man, whoever had DJ Moore, like you said, Perez, you, you took a hit on that. <laughs> but whoever else got him in their fantasy and got him in the lineup, whoo, kudos to you. Or you could be like our boy Aaron, a fan of the show that did not start DJ Moore. Do, 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 do. Ooh, Aaron, ouch. You hurting, bro. I know you sick right now. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was sick for him. I was sick for him. He reached out to us and said that. I was like, what is you saying to me, sir? You didn't start who? Right. You didn't get the memo? <laughs> I want to hit him with the who, the what, the why, the where, the when. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're I, was about to take him, that. I was about to take him back to grammar school. Like, what? Hey, what's going what? on, brother? What's happening, man? What were you thinking? Where they do that at, Aaron? Right. <laughs> Again, I, I guarantee you we know who ain't going to be out of the line of going forward. Right. <laughs> oh, man, listen, bro. It's time to give out some game balls. And guess what? This week, we had a good mood giving these game balls out. God, I'm, I'm so fucking fired up right now. See what winning does? It's contagious. You got to love it, man. got to love it, Prez. I hope we get more of these, man. I, I, I love these type of shows, man. We get it, we come up with W, you know? I need more of these type of shows, Prez. Man, it feels good today, bro. And it's Friday. Man, yeah. shit. Everybody can tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, feeling good, bro, like you, man. Feeling good, man. For sure. All right, up. Who's getting your game ball in office, son? My game ball is going to Luke Getty. Oh, I like that. Because I like that you didn't go typical, right? Because it would have been easy to get one to Justin. It would have been easy to get one to DJ Moore. So, salute to you on that one, son. Even how they close out. That first half, Prince, you know, you and I, last game, we talked about what they didn't do to the Broncos. They actually did it this time, man. I mean, they had an opportunity to um, score in that first half after the interception from Strowman Jr. They were able to go down and, and, and score with a touchdown with Cole Komet. And I'm like, hey, this is what I'm talking about. Finish the half strong. Now we up 27-3. So if something does go a little wrong like it did in the second half, we can still somehow turn it back around, which you call it out with DJ Moore getting that touchdown, man, that closed the deal. But that's all I got to say with Luke Gessie's calling some good plays, putting Justin Fields in position to be successful. And I thought he did a good job with saying, hey, we're going to get into our skill set and to our weapons. Especially in that first half. I mean, Justin yep. Fields in the first half was surgical. The second half, it was a little up and down for him. But however, man, to your point, that's a well-deserved game ball for your boy Lucas Getzey. I hope he continues. Like, he, I mean, I, I, listen, I want them to be successful. I don't want to come on this show and be criticized, but I have to call it as I see it. But in this game here, listen, he gave me nothing to get on here and have to talk some shit about. Props to him. Justin Fields is looking better. They getting DJ Moore involved. DJ Moore with that, putting up the one, the two, and the three. It should have been four. But, man, bro, that's a great game ball recipient right there. Sir. I'm giving mine to Tevin Jenkins. Woo! Talk to me. Welcome back, Big Ten. I talked about it so many times last season that he was our best offensive lineman. He comes back from that injury and shows in one game what we've been missing. Yep. 
I know people were joking, like, oh, this is because Chase Claypool's not around. Like, yeah, we're being funny. We're trying to get jokes off. But the real ones, though, Tevin Jenkins came back, and he came back, and he made his presence felt. And that was huge. It was huge, Prez. And it's great to have him back, man, on that O-line. I'm glad he's back. I hope he can remain healthy. He was out there making some good plays. And I just hope that Tev is fully healthy, man, and continue on this trend. The Bears' offensive line had a renewed passion to it. The offense looked good. The offensive line was playing nasty, man. And like I said, with Tevin Jenkins being in the lineup, you can see where his impact got over there to Darnell Wright. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So it just goes to show you, man, where it's just like attitude and tenacity, man, it just it spreads. And so for me, I mean, you look at what was going on with the running game. Khalil Herbert was out there dealing. Justin Fields had time to throw the football. And when he has time to throw the football, you can see what he can do. So Big Tev, my game bar recipient here, offensively for week five. Man, so he didn't really lose a step. I thought he'd be extremely rusty coming back, but he didn't show any signs of that to me, you know? So glad to have the guy with us, man. Hope it continues. And shout out to Darnell Wright as well. Honorable mention. I mean, that kid right there, he's growing up before our eyes as well. I mean, on that right side, he's starting to become somebody that I'm like, you know what? We good over there on that right side. But overall, I love the way he blocked like you talked about earlier, Prez. He gave us a lot there. And I know right there he's going to be a safety net for Justin Fields. Continue working, kid. Continue getting better. All right. Defensively, who's getting your game ball? My game ball is going to Greg Strowman Jr. Yes, sir, bro. Yes, like, sir. Because you and I have talked a lot about our secondary being banged up, Prince. You and I know this, man. It's tough when you lose so many good pieces on your uh, in your secondary. And to see him come out there, get a sack, interception, making good plays. I mean, he was out there all over the field, man. And I got to give it to Greg Strowman. You came with your A game, bro. I love it. Continue doing that, putting in the work. And we talked about it, too. Secondary comes in here banged up, next man up mentality. And Greg Stroman Jr., I thought was pretty solid last week in the game. So in this game here, man, creating takeaways, bro, what more can you ask for? I mean, he had some really big plays in this ball game, bro. Really big. Tackled well in the sack. Yep. On that blitz, I was like, yes, sir. And and I love that one when Eberflus dialed that up because it was the perfect blitz at the right time. And the good thing about it is that with Greg Stroman Jr., Eberflus did not change up his game plan. He's like, you he know what? Not. You, you, you hit in the head, Perez. Next man up, right? He came out and said, if you were anyone else at the cornerback, I'll be doing the same thing. <laughs> Go out there and handle business. And that's what Stroman Jr. did, man, without that put in work. I thought he was the best defensive back on the field hands down yesterday. So that's a hell of a, a game ball recipient. For me, I'm going to give my game ball to Demarcus Walker. Now, this is a guy that I challenged on the last episode. I was like, where you at? <laughs> and hey, this is the guy that we saw during training camp, man, that was bringing that energy, that was bringing that heat, that was bringing that toughness and that tenacity. But we saw it in this game finally. And like I said, five sacks collectively. Demarcus Walker was a nuisance to the commanders. He was in that backfield early and often, had a couple tackle for losses, a couple quarterback hits, and got his first sack as a bear. I want to see more of that for Demarcus Walker. You and I felt that he has that has that ability in him. We need to see more of that, man, because I was happy for him to see him finally get home and do some great things. I want to see him more in that backfield. I want to see him get more sacks, man, because that type of ability is impactful. You're one of the ones who are getting paid some nice change to come to Chicago to handle business, man. 
Got to go out there and execute. That's what we're looking for. And I was glad he was able to do it against the commanders. And we saw Ngakwe got back there as well. He had a covered sack. We need to continue to see this guy earning that fucking $10.5 million that Brian Poles gave him. But, hey, yep. we need to continue to see impact plays happening for 91. So, salute to him. I also want to say salute to Terrell Smith. I know he got injured and didn't play in the second half of the game. But he's a guy that continues to flash out there. And he, I'm telling you right now, man, they have so many talented guys in that secondary. And the young guys are getting valuable reps and valuable experience right now due to these injuries. And Terrell Smith played extremely well, bro. Uh, definitely good in coverage, man. Making plays, good tackles. I like it, bro. And this experience is going to play dividends down the road, bro. But listen, audience, <laughs> we are done over here. Me and your boy Dub, we're going to take a little time off here because we ain't got a game until the 15th. So, <laughs> me and man, Dub, three shows this week, man. We were getting after it, baby. Yeah, we were, man. Putting in work, bro. You know how we do it, man. And we do it for the audience, man. We appreciate you guys have helped make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. A-Dub and I, we're going to enjoy our weekend off. <laughs> and we're going to holler at y'all next week. Peace.